0: So I'm Manuela from American Education, and this is Steve Schneider from the Zoomix board.
1: Yes, hi, thanks, Manuela. I appreciate you having me here today uh, as a guest. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope it'll be a special program for for the next uh, about an hour or so. Uh, I'm sure a lot of regular ZMR listeners know uh, Zoomix is a pretty special place. And today we're grateful to have some guests with us, uh, made up of Zoomix students and some Zoomix alumni. And we're going to just talk about their experiences at Zoomix, uh, the art that they create. And I think the best part, play some of their original music. Um, so I'm pretty excited. Does that sound like a good plan, Moella?
0: Yeah, sounds cool.
1: Cool. So let's actually just start with some introductions. Uh, maybe I can just ask uh, the first couple of guests here to introduce themselves and start off by telling us maybe at what age they first came to Zoomix and how they started uh, getting involved with Zoomix and maybe what their first, first impressions were. And I'm going to introduce first uh, Omar Sosa. Omar. So, Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. Uh, when, when did you first start? start getting involved with with Zoomix.
2: I first started coming to Zoomix when I was six years old, I believe it was in 1999. I was bugging my mom for a few years at that point to get me a guitar and she wanted me to start taking lessons so she started looking around and she stumbled upon Zoomix back when they were at the Maverick Street location, a much smaller space than what we have today but i started you know taking lessons there and it just progressed and snowballed and i just started getting involved
1: with a bunch of the other programs awesome yeah. so i'm curious six years old do you remember your first first impressions when you walked into that that particular location that building
2: well it definitely didn't look as nice as the space that we have now but that did that didn't take away from like the vibe because everyone there in general i mean it's still like a really welcoming place uh but I think the thing that makes Zoomix Zoomix isn't so much the building or the space. I mean, it definitely is important, but it's definitely the people, and everyone on the staff, the staff back then were awesome, the staff now are awesome.
1: Awesome, great. Good people
2: working here, yeah.
1: Fantastic. So also with us today is uh, Nick Shea. Nick, I'm gonna let you uh, introduce yourself, and same question, tell us how you first got involved with Zoomix.
3: Yeah, uh, first time I came to Zoomix, it was for Rock Ed program, and it was the old location, my mom, same deal shout out to moms just uh my mom wanted me to come come here because i was just always in the house making music and making a bunch of noise and i think one she was just fed up with hearing the noise but two she really wanted me to just uh be connected with other youth who are making music uh but i didn't like rock ed and uh then a few years later once they moved to a new location um i found out the songwriting class and my mom again was like you should go here and i came in and Cory DePina was like, oh, you like hip-hop? Well, have you heard of Wu-Tang? And I was like, have I heard of Wu-Tang? And we just uh, talked about that for like two hours, and then I was like, yeah, this is a very fun and inviting place, so I want to be here.
1: Very cool. And um, Manuel, I'm going to put you on the spot too. Tell us about your first experiences at Zoomix. When did you first come here, and uh, what was your first impressions like?
0: So I started here when I was 10, so four years ago, and my mom actually kind of forced me to come here. Like, I same, I was always in the house. I was always doing nothing. I would just go home, school to the house. And she'd be like, I want you to do something. I want you to, like, be with other people, other creative people. And I'm like, I don't want to, like, do it. So she signed me up for guitar lessons. I did that for about a year. Didn't really like it. And then I found a Rock Ed. I absolutely loved Rock Ed my first semester I started with bass and I absolutely loved it cool. and then I took it a couple more times and I got into vocals. I didn't like that but the class was fun and then I found radio and, and here you are That's yeah. awesome.
1: cool well we're gonna get back to you because we're gonna want to talk a little bit about how you, how you got into radio and, and what you've been doing since you've gotten into radio Omar I'm gonna come back to you uh, for a little bit um so we're definitely gonna get to the music component and, and in just a couple minutes we're gonna hear one of your original pieces but I'm curious, uh, outside of the music, um, you know, the music skills that you've gained here, what other skills do you think you've gained over the years from from just being here at Zoomix, taking different programs and just being in this environment? Well, I've
2: I've gotten exposed to a lot of different aspects just regarding art. Like I did uh, the theater program back when, when they were doing that. I also did the radio a uh, radio journalism class back in the old space. Um, I was part of ensembles and, you know, I did voices uh, for a few semesters back in the old building. But the biggest takeaway from it is just like, you know, it gives you the ability to become a more well-rounded person just because there's so there's so many things, so many programs that Zoomix offers that, you know, tackle different aspects of, of the music industry, I guess, or whatever or different uh, facets of it. You know, just working with people, working in an ensemble setting like I did Diversity Band for a number of years, that uh skills being able to cooperate with people and, you know, stuff like
1: that. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, people who I, I see people who pass by Zumix all the time and they say that music school is awesome, but I think they don't realize that it's well beyond this the music, that there's that youth development component and definitely the ability to get along with people is something you're gonna need your entire lives. So mm-hmm. Um but let's talk about the music. We'll turn back to the music. I'm curious what some of your musical influences are if there's I don't know some specific bands that have influenced you the most and in particular um you know I'd like you to introduce what song we're going to hear from you today and maybe tell us a little bit about how that song came about and then we'll talk a little bit more after that too.
2: Sure. So when I first started off uh taking guitar lessons here I mean I wasn't I I listened to a lot of the music that my mom listened to so it's like you know uh, folkloric, like Colombian music, like vallenatos and stuff like that. And I was really into that when I was younger. I still am into it today, but obviously as you grow older and you start working on, on your craft more and more, you start developing different tastes. So when I started, you know, the guitar is a, it's a very, it's a unique instrument. It's got, it's, it's certain, you know, characteristics and whatever. Uh, you always hear people drop those names like Hendrix or you know uh Led Zeppelin and I obviously ended up listening to a bunch of of those bands uh because it's very like you know guitar oriented music it's like you think of the guitar and you think of like you rocking out on stage with your bandmates playing really loud music um so I definitely went through that phase I played a little bit of like I I tried dipping my feet into like technical metal and stuff like that. There was this one band that I really liked when I was younger called Protest the Hero. And then I was studying with Leo Colon, uh for a while, and then I ended up taking lessons with Nick Grondon, and that's when I really got exposed to like jazz and fusion and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Mahavishnu Orchestra, The Yellow Jackets, um, Pat Metheny, Bill Frizzell, Taylor Hicks, uh, the John Coltrane from the from the real old school stuff like guys like Lee Morgan who's a trumpet player he's probably one of my favorite and then you know even to like the modern day like jazz artists like Christian Scott also another trumpet player but that's the sort of thing I've kind of moved away from just specifically listening to like guitar oriented music or like music that features guitar prominently most of my biggest influences nowadays are artists that specialize in different instruments that aren't that aren't guitar and so i try to incorporate that sort of it's tough to be an innovator when when people have already done so much but like i like listening to different instruments and trying to incorporate ideas and stuff that works on those instruments right but you know good segue
1: into uh your song mm-hmm. um, so how about introducing us this is one of your original songs mm-hmm. so uh, and uh, tell us the name of your band and the name of the song and manuela will play a track and we'll we'll uh, probably get come over to Nick and ask him similar questions right after that so
2: cool so the name of my project is Pangee it's a band that I started up uh, towards the end of my time at Berkeley um, so that's maybe like two and a half years ago or so the band started up in 2015 and I kind of just compose stuff. It started off as a seven-piece. Now it's just a quartet because it's difficult to manage that many schedules. But uh, I kind of just write stuff that you know that I hear, and I have a ton of different influences. Kind of like this one, not so much. But there's some songs that are like have more of a Latin focus. This one, I would think, it's more chilled out, like sort of like hip hop ish sort of stuff. Uh, but it's called Solemn Warning. It's a simple tune. One chord progression, a simple melody, and then, you know, we just have fun on top of that. Awesome.
1: Let's hear it. Yep. All right, that was Solemn Warning by Omar Sosa, one of the Zoomix alumni that are that are here today on the radio. And we have another guest, uh, Taylor Fernandez-Nunez is here. Um, Hello. Hey, how are you? So, um, yeah, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you first, first got involved with Zoomix and um, maybe like what we, what was your first impression when you first walked in the door at Zoomix?
4: Um, sure. So the way I found out about Zoomix was through like this – family counseling therapy thing and I told them they asked me a couple questions like, What do you like to do for fun? Just kind of like um like a recovery period for me, like how to, you know, use things that I like to, you know, motivate me. And I told them I like to sing and I used to play piano um in the fourth grade. So I was like, I I want to get involved with music. And they said, Well there's a good music program down the street. It's really new. And this is like a couple months after the Zoomic settled into the firehouse. Building, um, and yeah, I signed up, had an interview with Corey, and my first impression was like, "Wow, this is huge!" Like, I thought it was like an MTV, like <laughs> after school program type thing. <laughs> so, how
1: old were you at this point?
4: I was thirteen or fourteen. So,
1: and how long were you at ZUMIX?
4: Um, all four years. So, so oh. from twenty eleven to twenty fifteen.
1: Great. What What did you? How did you see yourself change both musically and just sort of, um, as a teenager? How, how did you see yourself change from the time you First started Zimix to the time you sort of graduated here.
4: Yeah, so kind of my music library has opened up greatly. Um, I used to think that rock was only Paramore, and then I, I learned about the Rolling Stones and about Queen. Here, I learned about Meatloaf and just like a big variety of what rock actually is, um, and how how rock is kind of music in flux in all genres. Really, it's it's a it's a fluidity. There's a fluidity to music. Um, and just kind of like my genre, i um, trying to find my voice, um, because especially in the beginning, as my art- artistic identification of myself, it was really hard to know what my sound was. Um, and I, I think I found that here, the, that identity. Great. So a lot of the music I used to listen to prior Zoomix. Um, was what whatever my mom was listening to um and my mom to learn English, she listened to like Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, and you know the big pop stars and so every time I sing a song, I either sing it like another artist and I think that I found truly by be being revealed all these different genres what my voice actually was
1: great so i 'm going to ask you the same challenging question I asked Omar you know a lot of people just think of zoomix as a as a music school or a place that teaches kids music, but Really, the magic I think of Zoomix, having been here now three or four years uh, as a volunteer, is is really the the youth development component. Right. So outside of music, how has how do you think Zoomix has prepared you for for life? You know, for for your future outside of the the music component.
4: I think something that I realized about myself was that prior coming to Zoomix, I was very unopinionated. So that meant that like I was a people pleaser. I like to kind of be like a yes person. Like, I don't really have an opinion about what I like just because I didn't want to have disagreements. Um, and I think that after Zoomix, I really realized what I didn't like and what I did like by taking a diverse and thorough amount of classes. So I've taken everything from African drumming to sound tech Studio. And just like that big range helped me define really who I am and kind of set this platform going forward to making Life decisions. So right now I'm studying mathematics at Northeastern. It's because I I really liked that kind of like program development of radio journalism, and I really liked the analytical position of doing sound tech. So yeah, I I, re, I really honed in on those like defining what I didn't like and what I what I liked here.
1: I always think it's uh, it's interesting people. Always talk about what it was like for them at Zoomix, and I always wonder, like, what would it, what it might have been like if you hadn't come to Zoomix. Right, like, you'd never right. discovered. Would do you think you would be at Northeastern if you hadn't? come Definitely to ZoomX? not.
4: <laughs> um, so, I, I, I knew that. So, starting in high school, I know I wanted to go to college, but I was like, I do not want to go to Northeastern because I wanted to go as far away from my house as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone says. And then my junior year here, um, Corey pulled me aside. and he, he I think he was like starting to notice me as like like a leader here or, or whatever. And he goes, remind me next year that I told you something about the torch scholarship. And I was like, okay, cool. And I kept it in the back of my head. I put it like in a Google document um, for school. And a year later, we obtained the pathways coordinator, Ji and she helped me apply for the torch scholarship, which is a scholarship specifically for Northeastern students to get a full ride. And it kind of opened my world of what Northeastern actually is. I fell in love with the university, and then, yeah. Um,
1: so, I, you, so you didn't say no to that? I did not say no to a full ride, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not. fantastic. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. So, <laughs> So um, I think we should play one of your tunes. Uh, sure. Why don't you introduce uh, your song for us?
4: Yeah, so um, the tune we're gonna play is Guilty. I wrote the song when I was 15. It's basically about taking ownership of something that probably couldn't have been handled by someone else.
1: Sounds great. Okay, let's hear it. Guilty by Taylor Fernandez Nunez.
4: I questioned it. My story. Why am I still here? Why you bathing glory? A fool.
1: So Taylor, what are you up to these days musically?
4: Uh, So I started a band with my sister and one of my good friends, Jennifer Perez and Rihanna Fernandez Muniz. That's not, it's vice versa. Rihanna's my sister. Um, And we started a month ago in October.
1: And what what kind of music?
4: We're still defining that. So we had a couple gigs actually our first month that we just started. So we were just doing covers of like indie rock bands and I guess some folk. Um, But I think we're going into the R&B direction Stay tuned. (laughs) Not sure. (laughs) So
1: maybe next year we'll be doing another radio show and we'll feature some of your uh, your new band's music. Yeah, that'd be cool. So Nick, Mm -hmm. hey, how are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: Pretty good. Nice. So Nick, uh, along the same lines, uh, love to talk to you a little bit about your music. Mm -hmm. um, And again, how uh, what sort of programs? I know you you were at ZUMIX for a considerably long time as well. How, How many years?
3: Uh, it felt like twelve, but I think it was on, like two or three. Two or three years. Yeah, but like there was so like uh, I was doing so much with the program that it felt like like a lifetime.
1: Yeah. What? Tell us about some of the, the, I guess one or two programs that had the biggest influence on where you are musically today.
3: Uh, well, I the only classes that I took were the songwriting performance classes with Corey. And that would be like those classes where everybody makes one song and then that's an album and then like we learn, like you learn how to record in the studio and stuff like that and then in the summertime you learn how to tour and like with as a giant group and um stuff like that and right out the gate that, that was the first class i took the summer tour one um right out the gate Corey was like yeah you want to like host the host the whole show and like we're gonna perform in, uh, at a retirement home uh, a child's birthday party a grungy basement like we were just like everywhere and it was amazing for me to be able to just talk in front of like a wide variety of people like there was one time uh jenny here she was like hey do you want to perform at a seder today i'm like perform yeah what's a seder i don't know but sure i'll go <laughs> down. uh and it was i would perform in front of a bunch of like 80 year old jewish people <laughs> who they didn't want to see me. like they didn't know they were gonna see me um but it was but so i've i've I think I was straight away from the question, but like what I took away from the time I was here was the ability, like in a performance setting, is how to perform in front of all different kinds of people and know your audience and know your place and you know know what to do and know what to say and sure. Sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. it doesn't, but yeah. that's the that's the nature of There's it.
1: There's an amazing amount of variety here. Certainly, uh, as a mix uh, in terms of programming, in terms of the types of music. So we just heard an original song by Omar Sosa, an original tune, and an original by Taylor. What did you think of both of them?
4: I loved them. What, the, wait, no,
1: wait, wait, which one did you like better? Um,
4: yes. <laughs> Let's not go The there. one that
3: Neil Young did. Um, <laughs> I was listening to that while ooh, my headphones on. No, uh, well, the, the, I never heard Omar's before. Love that. Taylor's song, I heard that before, and I sampled it on a beat that I made. A long time ago, never did anything with it, and don't remember where it is or what it sounds yeah, like. I, I think Taylor's
1: attorney has that now. Actually, yeah. <laughs> just, did, you, did you know you were sim? Did you get permission? No, no, I just did, I just
3: did it because I was really inspired. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to send that to you uh, as soon as I can. But
1: very cool. Yeah. Outside of the music, uh, you you know you were here a couple of years. Um, do you think there are skills that Zoomix helped you develop that are gonna help you succeed in life? Regardless of whether you you know go the music route or other routes,
3: well, I think definitely like communication uh, is something that I learned, and just I don't, I don't know, I learned like it's very it's a very welcoming and friendly place here, and I got the opportunity to work here one summer, like as a youth as a youth worker, well, like a youth, a working youth, I guess you'd say it. A youth work is a little different, so I was a working youth to um, <laughs> you get paid. Yeah, of course. That's, that's what that's I mean. right. Um, so. Like I was, I had to, I represented Zoomix and Zoomix is welcoming and friendly. And I learned to just, just talk to people and learn how to make connections and learn that people are general. There's a lot of people out there who want to support you. And then like people are trying to ride the same wavelength as you are. Sometimes you can't, it's hard to find them, but I learned that it's, it's, it's really, it's not easy to make connections, but it's easy to make connections when you try and you have a good attitude Mm -hmm. and. Uh, are very clear with, yeah, with the kind of things you that
1: people, you want. You uh, hear people, Nick, talk about networking all the time. So you're describing networking, different business yeah. environments. And yeah. that's a skill of its own that can be really helpful. And, and you know, I was joking about getting paid, but that's another thing that people don't realize out there is that Zoomix is teaching the students here skills and they're applying them every day uh, and going out and making money at them, whether it's doing engineering or sound somewhere or playing gigs and, and things of that nature. And that's, you know, that's part of the mission here. Uh, is to prepare people to, you know, to earn a living at, at some point. So mm-hmm. uh, so tell us what you're doing now musically. I, I understand you just dropped a new CD.
3: Yeah, this is um, this, the second CD, the second album I put out this year, which I'm very excited about. Um, the first album being a, a solo project. Uh, I made all the beats and recorded it myself, mixed it myself uh got other people to rap on it and stuff like that um but then the second project is a collaborative effort between me and a friend named Sway Casey and on that uh we got together we wrote everything sitting in the same room almost everything and we made all the beat almost all the beats together so it was a real collaborative thing it was uh a lot of times it was like hey i made this beat let's let's rap on it but another time it was like all right we have nothing go and um yeah we like recorded it like in his bedroom in like in my closet like at an actual studio like we were all over the place just trying to uh, get get stuff together but it's a project that really just promotes positivity and just kind of being happy and having a good time and yeah just feel like we can't stop doing stuff that's great Um, what what song are we gonna hear so this song is actually featured on my solo album and the collaborative uh, song it's called float away Um, and we have a lot of fun performing this one and yeah, it's one. Of the, it's, I think it's the first. I think it's the one of the first songs that we made together. So
1: cool. it has that sentiment to well, it. Well, I'm gonna to me as ask well. Omar and Taylor to critique it once it's done. So <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Tell, tell us again what it's called. It's called "Float Away." Float Away by Nick Shea.
3: I'm sick of listening to all that that you say. I heard that Satan wants to play with me, well not today I try to treat every event as heaven said But if it's not spent with my brethren I'ma just do it reticent Aggression and depression If they knock, I won't let them in And I will not be settling for nothing less than excellent My final word and testaments in all cases Yes, till i my last breath, rep a tribe called Blessed. Let go of the paddle, stop battling the stream. Reality sporadically can make you want to scream because you got no money and nobody think you funny. And a storm clouded when they told you it would be sunny. I know your cat died and you ain't taking it well, but ain't enough I was in the day to spend them hating yourself. It's going to be okay. I don't care if it's cliche. A suggestion if I make them float away with me and sway, hey.
1: Nick, I'm curious. Uh, What your biggest sort of rap influences were um
3: i like well it's a lot different now like i used to i used to like uh wu-tang clan and like nwa and uh like the far side and like all like golden era I quote unquote golden era I don't like calling it that but like that like 90s sort of rap yes
1: be careful who you're talking to (laughs) yeah
3: yeah uh, of course golden era (laughs) Um, like like like, like classic 90s rap but like now like I listen to a lot of like Frank Zappa and um, jazz and more different stuff just because I don't know hip hop can be very formulaic and I'm trying to not not be so formulated. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, Manuela, um, I you don't have original music to play today, but you're playing all of their music. What, what did you think of their their original stuff?
0: I think they're really cool, and you could tell like where they're coming from and the personalities from their own music, and I think that's really cool. Especially Taylor was like a little older, but she's grown from that. Omar, like his, is more showing like his influences now than what it was back then. And Nick it was more like like modern like what he's doing like now and what he's trying to put out there.
1: Awesome. So what uh what goals do you have as a as a radio DJ? What what are you hoping to accomplish as a radio DJ?
0: Oof um <laughs> that's a really broad question. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a couple semesters ago I took uh the radio journalism class and I absolutely loved it. So in the future I wanna do something I I want to do something with radio journalism because I absolutely love it and, and I I like found like what I've been most passionate about like through all these years I've been here like I've been passionate about some things but this like really took my eye I was like oh my god this is so amazing like I just love it and yeah
1: great awesome so we have a few minutes left I, I'd love to talk to you guys a little bit more about and maybe have you talk about some of your experiences here all of you have had I know chances to perform in public um, small crowds big crowds um, and I'd love to know like what was either sort of the time you were the most nervous or like the, your first performance or your best performance or you know something that really like shocked the heck out of you and we're gonna we'll start we'll start back at the beginning Omar you've I'm sure you performed in many different bands and over the years uh, any one particular story you have about performing that that sticks out in your mind as uh, either the sort of funnest or scariest or
2: the one that instantly came to mind and it's the reason why was is because it's totally out of character for me like nowadays the way that I perform because if you see me I'm very stoic sometimes I'm a little bit more energized but more often than not I'm just kind of like playing my guitar and doing my thing but uh I remember this one time I'm not sure if this still happens during the summer but the Chelsea River Revel I think it was called Mm-hmm. they would close the bridge off and it's like a day-long festival or something that they do there uh with food and all all these vendors and stuff and so i was playing with diversity band at the time and um we we were on stage and i believe the song that we were playing was jump by um van halen van, yeah van halen it's a golden year i years. can't believe i <laughs> yeah. i blanked on that but yeah we were playing jump and uh I I hadn't ever practiced this or or did it before or anything like that but I had seen Leo do it once at a show and I was like I'm going to copy my guitar teacher because I got to show him up <laughs> and <laughs> And uh, I ended up playing. I put the guitar behind my neck and started playing solo and just <laughs> improvising oh, okay. like that. I hope Leo's was listening uh, right now. <laughs> um, and how, yeah, how did that work out for you? It was it was fine. It was awesome, and the crowd loved it. And I was super <laughs> oh hyped God. and everything. <laughs> having, but, uh,
1: having seen you perform, I'm like, sh- yeah, I'm right? shocked because, exactly. generally speaking, I can't even get you to look up at me. Yep, so no, uh, I'm usually that's, that's pretty cool on the guitar. But yeah, Taylor, how about yourself? Is there a, one particular? public performance that stands out in your mind as like something pinnacle for you?
4: Yeah, uh, that story is amazing. I'll go the opposite direction. I'll talk about a tragedy. So, um, my sister and I did a Christmas special for the Jazz Series like two, three years ago. Nick, <laughs> Nick was there, so maybe he could say something about it. But I was really nervous about the show because I'm usually not a nervous performer, um, but I am when I know I haven't rehearsed or when I feel edgy about a certain section of a song. We learned a couple of really really hard christmas tunes one was really easy it was like feliz navidad the three two chords whatever it it took on the guitar and rihanna played it but i forget um what the other song was but it was a kind of a jazzy christmas song and i remember when i was playing on the piano i was so nervous that my like fingers were shaking and oh it goes help to make the season bright what song is that tiny tots with your eyes on the glow that song merry Mm -hmm. christmas yeah that song um so one one line is like help and at that line i forgot the keyboard note and i was like help (laughs) help you were were calling for help i need somebody literally one whole minute (laughs) (laughs) longest minute of my life was trying to find that note um and rihanna and i just laughed about it like afterwards for the longest time it was the most embarrassing and ev- like the whole crowd just like looked like they didn't encourage or anything I mean it was like an older older crowd, so they were just like confused on why I was <laughs> stuck on that note or what was going on yeah, it was yeah. brutal what,
1: what was your takeaway from that
4: um that usually when it comes to performances um at the end you can laugh about them nope people probably don't remember it i I mean it's internally burned into my memory <laughs> but just practice prior a long time prior especially harder songs that you know that are harder for you just practice and everything will be okay. And if you mess up, you you go on. Life goes on. Right. Sun always shines. Hasn't
1: seemed to slow you down at all. So yeah, sounds exactly. Like it, sounds so. like you're doing okay. Yeah. Nick, I, I uh, it sounds like you've done like lots of collaborations. I've seen you play with you know rap with so many different bands over the couple of years. I've seen you here. I'm curious if you have a funny story about any one particular collaboration or what's been the sort of craziest collaboration.
3: Collaboration.
1: Anyone you've performed with that was particularly stands out in your mind is. That went one way or the other. Yeah, well, I
3: perform. Well, I performed with uh, I performed with the person who's in that song, Sway, and I had a show recently. And, and every time we perform, I don't. I feel like I black out, and like in the best <laughs> way, and that, like I don't know what like what happens. And he he says the same thing. And I've never felt like that, which is a really amazing thing. But uh, we did this song, and it's a song off our new project called Moonshadow, and it has a lot of energy. And in the middle of the song. I hit a like before the show i hit i hit a box of pizza underneath the d j table and during that song we're we're just going nuts, like running all over the stage, and then I hand pizza into the crowd and then they're just eating it like what what is happening why why do I have pizza? I'm not gonna complain about it, but I'm just confused um so I guess any anytime I perform at sway is a really um amazing amazing thing because like i I don't even know what's gonna happen yep. Awesome. <laughs> um, cool, yeah.
1: So, we got just a few minutes left, and i am gonna just ask you each one question i guess to about about zoomix uh if you think about where your careers are going years from now I don't know picture- picture ten or twenty years from now uh, how we how will each of you look back at your time here at zoomix uh we'll start with you, omar
2: well, I mean my time here as a student uh ended a while ago, but I'm here in a different role. I'm working here now um but I mean you know. Everyone's got to grow, and I I do hope to move on at some point in my life. But uh, I'm in the middle right now of recording my first EP for this this project, Pangea. Uh, So I'm hoping to get that off of the ground and, you know, maybe build some traction, see where that takes me. Um, And hopefully, you know, in the coming years, maybe do like a, a tour throughout New England and see you know what happens after that
1: you think we might see the guitar behind the head again or, I uh,
2: highly doubt it but you never <laughs> know
1: <laughs> never never say never yeah never say Taylor no. it's 20 years 20 years from now and you're gonna remember Zoomix what, what's the one thing you are gonna remember most about Zoomix and what it, what it meant to you
4: Um, I hope I'm not remembering and I'm still active right an active part of the community here hopefully I mean 20 years I might have kids in twenty years, so hopefully my kids are participants huh, wherever. Cool,
3: cool. Yeah, well, I, I agree. I hope like I want to still be involved. Um, I hope to, in like the music realm, I hope to still be like uh, working with people here and like like Dan Fox and I don't know, I'm very inspired by like his recording process and like trying to learn a bunch from him and Corey making music with him. Uh, I want to do that, but also. Um, like like teaching uh, in sort of sort of ways that Corey does like right I got a position at the at the ICA right now to, to teach writing and poetry uh, in Boston Public Schools and Boston Public School students they come to the ICA and um, like doing like working with with young people I think I needed it so much because uh, I, I benefited from like a, a place like Zoomix and I don't know I, th- I think it'd be great to be able to to with my experience try to be there for for young people who would need a space like this and try to make it uh, an impactful that's great place for them
1: yeah yeah no it Zumix is a special place and it sounds like it's uh, been important to you guys in your lives and I know you go, go on to do lots of other things um, and you know just next door I saw a group of seven-year-olds in the room next door um, and you know they'll, they'll be here for a long time too so so it's great to hear some of your experiences and share that with the community and I, I want to thank you guys for coming in today I know you've got busy lives and taking the time <laughs> to come here was fun and I want to thank Brittany, our radio station manager, for helping us out here. Thank and Manuela, you. you have the toughest job of everyone now. You get to pick the last, the last tune. So, Oof. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an overwhelming responsibility. We can help you out if you want. Any, if we have any more requests. You guys have other music?
3: I don't know. There's tons of great music that come out of Zoom, so I, I'd say anything, anything that came out of here. Manuela, you're going
1: to have to pick it. Ah. What do, you got li- what do you got lined up?
2: Do you have another song, Nick? Uh, check
3: out. I don't, if there's something in there, yeah. But
1: wow.
2: yeah,
3: All right. whatever.
2: All right,
1: Nick. We we have, we're going out with some Nick Shay then. Sure.
0: We have "Living On." What is the point? I miss you. Mouth music suck. Better than this.
3: I like. I, li- I like. I uh, like. I like "Miss You." Should we do that one? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do Nick It's
1: since a fun since song. He show tonight. All right. Tonight. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. We're gonna leave to uh, Nick Shay's "Miss You." <laughs>
3: Thank you. I hope you know this, but if you never knew I'm grateful for every moment that I get to spend with you I'ma cherish every second and never forget
0: the first fall. we progressed through the best and the worst Still got a lot of traveling to undertake